Welcome to Disney Planning Insights. This is a replay of our DPI News and Notes show that we do every Tuesday over on Facebook. To see my smiling face, find us on Facebook at DPI Podcast or on YouTube at the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Now enjoy this episode after a short ad from our friends at Anchor. tonight it's matt with the dpi podcast today is april the 12th god i almost forgot what today was um and we are having another dpi live news and note show um it's gonna be a lot of notes because there wasn't a lot of news this week um so let's start off first by saying happy birthday um today is Euro Disney or Disneyland Paris as we know it now um, it's 30th anniversary so they did some celebrating today they've been celebrating for the past month and they're going to celebrate through next year um, if you are interested in another Disney celebration you know you've got World's 50th this year Magic Kingdom's 50th this year basically then you get Epcot's 40th next year and then we have Paris's 30th this year so, lots going on. Lots going on when it comes to Disney. Um, tonight, good show. Um, let's start off by saying, hi, we're the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. If you're new here, check us out. Like, share, subscribe. Do all those fun things. That helps us out. Um, we're 
really like a weekly news and notes show. Um, we've been working on some educational content for Disney planners, Disney travelers, and then some um, entertainment content. Whether it's ride videos, show videos, all kinds of stuff like that, you can find that all over on our YouTube channel, uh, the Disney Planning Insights Podcast, Twitch, Matt underscore DPI, uh, Instagram, Princesses in the Mouse, Facebook, at DPI Podcast. And if you're looking to book a trip, you can check out the website below that just, it's kind of coming into screen right now. Um, or you can go over to Facebook and reach out to us at P-A-T-M Disney Travel, and we'll take care of you there, whether it's just advice on how to plan a trip or actually booking and planning and helping you out for the full uh, gusto of the trip. We do all that. So just uh, let us know what you need, and we'll let you know how we can help. So news tonight, like I said, not not a ton of news. Um, really... You got Disney's... <laughs> Peter's over on the other screen. Uh, having some fun with some characters on the screen. Uh, you got Disneyland Paris' 30th anniversary. Um, and then you got Expedition Everest. The refurbishment of that is getting pushed out indefinitely. Um, my joke was... Maybe Disney forgot which mountain they were retheming to Princess and the Frog. So, you know, don't be surprised if you go to Animal Kingdom and you see some Tiana. Um, new themes for the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend for the 30th anniversary. If you like the 90s, you'll love these themes. Lots of pastels, lots of bold colors. Um, so you get 30 years of the marathon half weekend and it's 10 years of the dopey challenge so um lots of cool stuff going on with that that's usually late january early february um so stay tuned we'll let you know what's going on with that and past that just not not a whole lot else going on around the parks um really think that disney was living leaving this week kind of open like they did uh, when the 50th anniversary week was for Magic Kingdom. Um, just so there wasn't a lot of news outside of what was going on at that park. But, again, when we don't have a lot of news, we have a lot of notes, and we're going to talk to Peter with Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel. He's over on the other screen. He's getting ready right now, so let me hit the um, screen to bring him on. And we will talk to Peter with Princesses and the Mouse, Disney Travel. What is going on, my friend? How much? Uh, yep, good. You're good? I didn't know if I'd make it, but I'm here. <laughs> every week it'll just basically be a question mark of whether or not i can get out of practice in time and if i have a match or not so completely understand i'm glad that you were able to join us um you just got back from a relatively eventful trip uh to orlando disney world universal studios um uh, 
And I don't think you stayed in park for a fireworks show anywhere, did you? I didn't because <laughs> I could see both fireworks shows from my balcony. <clears throat> so we never, uh, since we've seen Enchantment and we've seen Harmonious, we just sort of versus being there and having the, you know, fight the crowds and stand in the 30 minute Skyliner line or anything like that. We, we just, yeah. And we're like, Hey, why don't we just be back at our room at nine? Watch the, watch the fireworks till nine fifteen, nine twenty, and then head down to the pool for an hour. There you go. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think you touched on a lot of the things on why you would actually skip the fireworks. If you've seen them before, you know, and, and for, for anybody that hasn't seen them, the fireworks at Epcot and Magic Kingdom right now, even though they may not be our favorite shows, they are spectacular. Um, and they are very well worth the time to see them at least once. Here's what else I realized. Fireworks at Magic Kingdom, the Enchantment Show, has a runtime of approximately 15 minutes, and Harmonious has a runtime of 20 minutes. It is 18 and 21 yeah, because Magic Kingdom would end and Harmonious would just be in like mid finale one. You're like, yeah. all right, we still got like a whole bunch more minutes. Here we go. Yeah, that's that's interesting because we I've been editing the multi angle Harmonious show here for the last about week and a half. And it, it's really close. So don't be surprised if sometime this week. Everybody that is subscribed to the YouTube channel gets a um, notification that we're going to go live with one of the versions. I've got three versions right now I'm working through. So just playing with color, sound and everything is awesome. Other than both days that we saw the show, it was really windy. So there's a lot of wind noise. But past that, no, they, they both look fantastic. So we're excited to... Uh, to bring that to you guys that maybe don't have a chance to get down there or don't have the ability to get down there to see it in person. We're trying to give you the, the, the best view that you can have. Um, we actually taped it from up in the front um, by Port of Entry and then over by uh, the Norway Pavilion. So we've got a couple of different angles. It'll look like we have like 17 different angles. It's It's pretty crazy what zoom and pan and pitch and all that kind of stuff does to where you can actually um do more with what you got so yeah so fireworks fireworks videos coming up enchantment we released last week um it looks great if you're watching it on a computer or a tv it's dark if it's on your phone which is crazy so I'm thinking about releasing one that's kind of like mobile only. Maybe just do it in 1080, bring up the color just a little bit on it, and really focus on mobile phones with that version. But yeah, so so yeah, so you didn't stay in park for any of the fireworks, and you ended up spending a couple days at Universal on this trip. Um, and I know that was kind of was supposed like to be one a present for your son that turned into. Uh, uh, Hagrid's kind of screwing you at the end of a day, and then you, you decided. Want the whole story? Yeah, go for it. Sure. So, um, yeah, we took. So, the reason I wasn't on the show last week, even though I was down in Orlando, is because I was at the other place um, on Tuesday. So, Matt decided that me come. Actually, <laughs> I wish I would have come on at 7 15 because I would have been on the show 
waiting in line for Hagrid's motorbike adventure. And if I would have stayed on the show, you would have been there during this whole thing because (laughs) so we went to universal for one day because as we know, Disney is where my family wants to be, but my son is over 54 inches and wanted to go to universal to see the Harry Potter stuff. And so I bought one day tickets with the ability to go from park to park so we could ride the Hogwarts express and, um, Islands of Adventure is one of their parks. It closed at 7 p.m. And then Universal Studios is the other park, and it was open until 10 p.m. So we had the ability to hop. We spent the morning in Islands of Adventure. We went over to Universal Studios for a few hours, and then we came back over specifically to ride Hagrid's Motorbike Adventure. We got in line around 5.30-ish because that thing has a two- to three-hour line all day long. All day long, like all day long, from the moment it opens to the moment it closes, it's a two to three hour line. Um, so we get in line at like five thirty. At like six forty five, it like briefly rained, like briefly. We're talking fifty feet of the queue while we were walking. It was drizzling. Like, yeah, that was it. All of a sudden, they come over the PA and say, due to inclement weather in the area, we had to shut down the ride. We're like, okay, maybe we did get the outskirts of this. Perhaps there's lightning within 10 miles. So, okay, cool. Um, then they, like, play that message, like, every five minutes. We're due to inclement weather in the area. Due to inclement weather in the area. Due to inclement. <laughs> so, like, 650, 655, 7, 75, 710, 715. And then finally at, like, 736, a guy comes over the PA and says, Unfortunately, the time is 7.36. We will not be reopening this ride due to the park already being closed. So we waited in line for two hours. And then they tell us we're going to leave, right? So we get shuffled out of this queue. They hand us these Ruby passes, which are, um, you know, the same as like the paper fast passes that Disney used to give you and kind of still does give you. The uh, good on any attraction type of things. And I go up to somebody who's in dress clothes because I know not to talk to just somebody, you know, in costume. Yeah, yeah. So I, I go up to somebody in dress clothes because obviously they're important. And so I go up and I go, this piece of paper, well, the gesture is wonderful, is a worthless piece of paper for me. She goes, well, why? It's, it, you can come, you can just come back to this ride. I go, no, I can't. I'm here for one day and one day only. This piece of paper is a slap in the face that you just took two hours from me and gave me literally something that I might as well wipe my butt with or use as kindling in a fire. Like, this is a worthless piece of paper. And she goes, well, I mean, Universal Studios is still up until 10. You can just use it on any other ride. And I was like, no, I bought Express Pass. I was only here for one day. I'm not an idiot. I already bought Express Pass. This piece of paper literally does nothing for me. And she's like, well, I'm really sorry to hear that. You should go talk to guest services. Okay, I should go talk to guest services. But I'm like, I already lost two hours of my day. I'm not going to waste more time waiting in line for guest services. So we just went to Universal. We did like three or four more rides. And at the end of the day, I sent Jesse with my son to go shop. And I went to guest services. And I was like, hey, man, I'm a travel agent. I'm a Disney pass holder. I'm a DVC member. I like... I go to theme parks, like they're my favorite places to be. 
I get that things happen. But here was the kicker that really pushed me over the edge. We leave Islands of Adventure and Rip Ride Rocket, an outdoor roller coaster with like a 180-foot high lift hill, is running. So Universal made a business decision. Yeah. By by not reopening the ride is the only answer to it. So fast forward to the end of the night, I go and I talk to guest services and I go, listen, I brought my son here. I paid all this money. We want, like we had Hagrid's planned. They give me this Ruby pass. It's a joke. What do we got to do to like turn my one day tickets into two day tickets? I can't come all day tomorrow. I have until noon because then I have a three o'clock reservation and Cirque du Soleil tickets. Like I, I can't be here all day. I literally just want to walk in the park for a few hours to ride Hagrid's. And they, they did to Universal's credit. They comped me tickets for the next day and even paid for my parking. There you go. So yeah, super, super wonderful. So um, it was an adventure at Universal. Yes, it was an adventure at Universal, but you and I have had plenty of situations similar to that at Disney, but to Universal's credit and Disney's credit, like if you go and talk to somebody, the hope is that they will make it right. Now, I do think it has something to do with my demeanor because I, w- I was very like, listen, I, I get it. I know. Can I just tell you my story and have you empathize with me and see what you're willing to do versus like, I guarantee if I walked in there like cussing and screaming, like I probably wouldn't have gotten anything, right? I would have gotten a security guard to escort me out. That's what I would have gotten. So, you know, attitude matters. The way you treat people with dignity and respect matters. And Universal, Disney alike. I think if you if you have something go wrong, I always tell my clients that they'll like text me and be like, hey, this happened. I'll be like, I love that you're telling me. I can't do anything for you. <laughs> go talk to guest services because they will make something happen in your life that will be wonderful. So, um, yeah, outside of that, if we just kind of like want to recap the trip and see what questions you have about it. Uh, awesome trip. We stayed at Riviera, which is our home DVC resort, but it was the first time we'd actually stayed there because we kept using our points to do like bucket list hotels, like Polynesian and such uh-huh. and, um, and beach club and all that. So Riviera is an amazing, amazing resort. I, I'm going to be, since I can book it at 11 months out, it's going to be really hard for me not to just leave it. It's going to be really hard for me to shift it off to something else because <laughs> it is. I love oh, it's it. fantastic. It's, it, it's fantastic. We stayed it there is. last July and it's, I mean, just uh, unbelievable. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful resort. The rooms are, are very well appointed. Um, I know you stayed in a little bit different room than we did. We stayed in a one bedroom suite. You stayed in more of like the, just the standard studio room. Yeah. The deluxe studio, right? Yeah. Um, but really the only difference between the two is the queen bed in ours was in its own room. The second queen bed in yours was in the same area that the Murphy bed was. Yep. So it was, but still awesome. Awesome. Um, amazing pool. Primo Piatto's fantastic. Topolino's being right upstairs is amazing. Um, all the amenities and all the like things that they have. Uh, you know, we talk like the, the, the standard or the value resorts just sort of like, it's nice. They have a few different things. They might have a couple of crafts you could pay for movies every night, stuff like that. You get up to like the mids, 
and they have that and then some, and then they have cast members at the pool who are doing games and stuff like that. And then you move forward into the deluxes and there you have like, you know, like we had a 12 hours a day. There was a room downstairs open that had crafts that the kids could do. And they always had movies on and they had several like board games, Jenga and chess and stuff like that, that you could just go and play. And were the bocce balls back out? Yep. The bocce balls are out. Yep. My kids, my kids are hilarious. They're like, we want to play bocce. We want to play bocce. I'm like, why? Like, well, it's just so fun. You know, we have bocce ball set at home. It's different when you actually have a lane. The court. Yeah, it is. It is definitely nice when there's a court. Um, But we did lots of new stuff. So we went to the water park for the first time. We ate at the Edison for the first time. We ate at Chef Art Smith's homecoming for the first time. Um, Addison got her face painted. We went to Cirque du Soleil. Like we just, we did so much. And that's always our message for viewers. We always kind of talk about that. You and I have both been, you know, we're, we're well into like, we need more than two hands at this point of like how many times we've been to Disney. We always are able to find new things, new experiences. We went to PhilharMagic. We had never been to PhilharMagic. Yeah, we went just just because of the new uh, the Coco scene, right. which is unbelievable. Yeah, like we I had been to Philhar Magic when I was a kid because I still remembered like Donald's ass hanging out of the wall. <laughs> but like, but we had not we had not taken the kids to Philhar Magic, and um, you know just little stuff like that. Yeah, there's tons to do and and tons of new. <laughs> You know, we didn't even, like, get to all of our staples because we were like, oh, let's go do this this time. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's one thing that Disney affords you is, you know, I think I talked about this a little bit when I did my trip recap, is that there's so much to do at Walt Disney World that it it kind of hides the things that still aren't back. And it's amazing to think that there still are things that aren't back, but... There's a lot that hasn't come back yet, and there's still, of, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, and there's still just a ton of stuff that for us that have been down there. You know, we've taken long trips, we've taken short trips, we've taken trips that have focused in the parks, out of the parks, and we still find stuff that we haven't done before. Like one of the things that is kind of glaring on my list right now that we've never done is we've never played mini golf there. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we've we've been to all of them, all three of them. So, so you know, that's one thing that, you know, on a trip in the future, it's something that we're going to fill in. We haven't done the Cirque du Soleil show. We were we were scheduled to do the the pre-press event in March of 2020. What happened in March of 2020? COVID. Oh, oh so weird. I've never heard of that. <laughs> That trip, that trip continues to haunt us of yeah. the things that we had planned for that trip that we're just getting around to doing. But uh, real quick, let me take a reset real real quick and say thank you to a couple of people. Um, Lift Guy, Uncle Gems over on uh, Twitter, thank you for sharing, uh, retweeting the video for tonight. Um, appreciate you, especially Gems. You uh, share, retweet, retweet, do the Follow Fridays, do all that kind of stuff. 
really big supporter of the channel. Uh, if you're new watching on YouTube or on Twitter, this is the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. Uh, I am Matt with the Disney Planning Insights Podcast. This is Peter. Peter is also with Princesses and the Mouse Disney Travel, certified travel agency that works with clients, especially on Disney, uh, Walt Disney World, but we can do basically any Disney property um, that you want to do. Um, so let's get back into your trip a little bit. So you drove down um, from Indiana. So that's the nice, what, 14-hour-ish drive? Um, yeah, four, 14 to 15 on the way down, um, 18 on the way back. Yeah, I, I saw that you had some troubles on the way back. It was, we were driving back, and I turned to Jesse and within like being in the car three because we normally drive overnight on the way down we left we left indiana at about 5 p.m got down there at about 8 a.m plenty of time to just sort of like settle in a little bit and then we went straight over to typhoon lagoon which that's another thing if you have not done a water park at disney at the end of the day it's just a water park but still I went and I was like, yeah, it's just a water park. But then as I was there, I was like, God, but it's the best water park I've ever been to. Like, it's just, <laughs> everything's the same, right? Like, oh, great water coaster. Oh, cool family raft ride. Oh, tube slides. Yeah. Body slides, plunges, lazy river. But you just like are there. And again, you just sort of like feel the Disney over the topness with the theming and the cast members and you know the just all the accommodations and everything you're just like okay congratulations disney you did it again <laughs> um wonderful wonderful fantastic time at at the water park um but we always drive overnight and then on the way back i was like okay well what if we we had topolinos on saturday we also had a hollywood studios reservation and kind of halfway through the trip, I was like, what if we just go to Topolino's and leave around 11? Like, versus go to Hollywood Studios and leave at like 5 or 6 p.m. and drive overnight and be exhausted. Like, what if we get home at a reasonable time, like one or two, sleep, so we have all day Sunday. So that was the plan. That's what we did. We left at about 11. And within like three hours, we had gone like hour and a half of distance. And it was that moment I turned to Jesse and I was like, this is why we drive overnight. This is why we just <laughs> suck it up, deal with it and drive overnight because all these other, all these other non vampires just, just suck up the road. <laughs> oh, the kicker, the kicker actually, cause like once, once the sun started to go down and, and all of that, like I was starting to make good time. A lot of the, a lot of the traffic had kind of cleared the kicker was stupid Nashville. Just north of Nashville, they were doing road construction on 65 where they had trimmed it down to one lane, but they were also constantly bringing in and out dump trucks. With oh, yeah. So there were like hardly any vehicles on the road because now by now it's like 1130 midnight when it really should have been like 9 or 10 p.m. when I drove through Nashville. But it's like midnight, and that freaking added an hour to my trip because of the stupid road work happened in northern Nashville on 65. 
you know. Uh, but I digress. Let's talk about more fun stuff. Typhoon Lagoon is amazing. Chef Art Smith's Homecoming might have just become my favorite restaurant at Disney World. Really? That's how good it is. It is. Wow. That's the only word. The portion sizes are massive. The flavors are fantastic. The wait staff is amazing. The the moonshine cocktails are more moonshine than cocktail. <laughs> it, it I amazing. saw that Jesse I saw that Jesse had posted her drink on on the Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like this uh twenty two ounce thermos. And I'm I'm telling you like <laughs> But it was a moonshine cocktail, but boy oh boy. It was was moonshine with a twist. (laughs) What did you guys think about the Edison? The Edison's one of my favorite burgers on on property. Yep, Edison was good too. Um, Yeah, I enjoyed enjoyed the Edison. Uh, I got, what burger? I I, I think I got the Edison burger. Is that the one that has like the barbecue and the bacon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I got that. I got the Edison burger. It was was a good burger. but yeah, the the Disney Springs thing that stuck out to me was Chef Art Smith. That that place, it's worth all of the fanfare. Is it? Oh yeah, awesome. It's it it was amazing. Um, let let's talk about let's talk about some other stuff. Bruno. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Bruno. No, we right. never talk about Bruno. Um, what'd you guys do? Um, did you do Hollywood Studios Day this trip? Yeah, we went to all the parks. Okay, all right. I don't think I ever saw anything from studios, so. Uh, we went to studios a couple of different times. We started there one day and basically spent the whole day there, and then we went back there another day after hopping from Magic Kingdom on a crazy, crummy, rainy day. It was the day after Cirque du Soleil, so we decided to sleep in. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and then we got to Magic Kingdom, like, and then it, we got on People Mover, and Haunted Mansion, and then it just started downpouring. And we stood in the Liberty Bell station, where the boat is, yeah. for about an hour and a half, and then we said, screw it, and left. <laughs> and then, yeah, we just kind of went back to the hotel. But then once the rain did clear, we hopped on the Skyliner and went over to Hollywood. Um, we had an Oga's reservation with a friend slash client of mine. So the eight of us went to Oga's, had a great, just a great, great time. Um, we went to Oga's another time, and it happened that one of my my clients was, I didn't even realize because Jesse took care of our reservations and I took care of client reservations because uh-huh. we had a whole bunch of on the same day arrivals. And so I didn't even realize it, but our Oga's time was like, 20 minutes before my clients own this time. And so they walk in, I'm like, oh, there's, we got two spots. So I had to go like talk to a coordinator about getting them moved over to, to where we were. So that was, a, that was a fun impromptu Oga's gathering. There you go. There you go. With another one of my clients. Oga's always a good time. What'd you, what'd you go to drink wise at Oga's? Uh, I got the, I finally did it. I got the Raincore tooth set. I finally did it. I did it. <laughs> what? You seem upset. No, not not upset. Not upset. I, I think it, um, it. It was just a matter of time. It was. It was just a matter of time. 
So yeah, the first time we went to Oga's, I got the Raincore tooth set. And then when the flight was done, they finally had Spice Runner back. Hey! They finally had the they, they finally had the special Angry Orchard cider that they only make for Ogas, which tastes awfully like the sinful Angry Orchard. By the way, um, <laughs> well, you know the premise is like yeah, yeah. it's the spice from Tatooine in yeah yeah. So what, what also the spice, yeah, which also like the spice from Tatooine is totally a ripoff of the spice on Dune, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. whatever. Um, is what it is right so had that and then yeah when i went back the second time i literally just straight up had like four spice runners <laughs> i was just so happy spice runner was back there you go there you go um eventful day you celebrated your birthday at epcot yes so, happy birthday yes it's always oh, good we got there we got there um so park opened at 8.30, so early entry at 8. We got there at about 7.40. Uh, got through security, got into the park. We got in line for Remy. I think we rode. Park opened at 8.30, early entry at 8. I think we rode and were out of Remy by 8.20. So that was pretty sweet. And then because we were already out of Remy, we were able to just go frozen and test track soaring and just boom 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 yeah and in the middle yeah. of all that get like spaceship earth and living with the land so we like rode all the big four and it was like noon so it was it was pretty sweet um then we relaxed in the dvc lounge for a little bit and then we just from like 12 30 to like five ish we just we would go up two nations grab a table fan out, grab a bunch of crap from the festival stands, bring it all back to this table and just chow down, and then go up another couple of countries, fan out, grab all the stuff from the nearby festival stands, just chow down. It was it was awesome. So it took us about five or six hours to work our way around the world showcase doing that. Um, didn't stop in Italy at all, which <clears throat> I that Italy booth is literally the same food every single festival. <laughs> There's only so many times you can see a rachini and the uh, fritter balls and the. That's the same thing with the Mexican booth too. Oh so yeah, the one on the other side of the bridge. Yeah, the yeah, and yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's always empanadas. Yeah, which so. empanadas are good. Don't get me wrong, empanadas. <laughs> are good. But when I can go have like a goat cheese and honey popsicle, like I'm gonna go do that. Yeah. Uh, what was your what was your favorite thing that you got from? Because you've been down there now, what three times for Flower and Garden? Twice. Okay. When Jesse and I go in June for our anniversary, that will be okay. <laughs> so, um, what's my my favorite? Yeah, your favorite thing you've gotten out of a booth, not anything from wow. the countries, but actually from the booth. Wow. Okay, I can answer for Jesse while I think about mine. Jesse got at the France one, uh, whatever it's, uh, Fleur de Lis. Fleur de Lis is the name of the, the stand. Okay. Um, it's the one in France that has the Levian Rose slushy. She got this, um, it's like a croissant, but the croissant is full of like a garlic cream cheese. She, she got like four of them throughout the week. She, <laughs> 
PC can love those things and just could not get could not get enough of them. Um, I'm, I'm trying to like stay away from the Germany stuff because I'm a big I'm a big Germany Germany stuff. Fan. If that was, I mean, if that was your favorite, that was your favorite, man. No, no. So I'm gonna go. Here's what I'm actually gonna go with. I'm gonna do a cop out answer. There are several phenomenal ciders throughout, and I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of like I like craft beers, of course. Um, but I'm a really big fan of ciders uh-huh. and there were a bunch of different locations that had really, really good ciders. Um, there, man, there were just lots of good beer flights and stuff. My favorite food item. God, I ate so much that day. Oh, I got, a Verlasso salmon at good eats which is right underneath the monorail track as you're coming from the Lamb Pavilion towards World Showcase by Starbucks. Yeah. There's Honey Bistro and Good Eats. Uh-huh. And at Good Eats, I got this salmon and wild rice. Oh, it was that that might that was the best thing. Man, I I chowed that down. I refuse to let anybody have any bites of that. That's mine and mine only. Yeah, the uh I, I like the sirloin tip thing at in the Canada booth. Yep. Uh, my my dad was a fan of that. Jesse got the scallops there. I got, I think I got the flight there, or maybe a. Yeah, then my favorite drink. Now I didn't get the I didn't get the cider flight in the UK, which I wanted to do. But my oh, favorite oh, drink oh. was actually, um, the grapefruit lemonade. With it was a frozen grapefruit lemonade with Ciroc vodka. That was really good, and that was next to that Encanto Garden. Yeah, I was gonna say I think that's at the place with the um, it had the the arepas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, so Bryce got the non-alcoholic version of that, so I took a sip of the non-alcoholic version of that. Yeah. So, yes, that was that was also very good. All right. Uh, anything else new that you guys did? I mean, talk about you got to talk about Circus Soleil. You got to talk about Drawn to Life. But I, I can't spoil it. It's it's remarkable. It's remarkable. So it tells it tells the story. So the story of Drawn to Life is a girl who's lost her father, kind of like leaves behind a a like encouragement for her to like follow her dreams of being like a an animator, basically. Okay. And then the whole storyline is like her fighting with inspiration and writer's block. And and the and the skits or the skits the performers, mm-hmm. uh, the performers are all different aspects of her inspiration or writer's block, and throughout all of it, there's sort of like these characters that are like sort of her mind that are are sort of like working their way through all of these all of these skits as well. So you have like the lead, you have like the lead protagonist in the story who's like doing the stuff but then you had sort of like four things that were like representing her that were kind of experiencing and doing throughout the show and then of course you just have the performers that are just some of the stuff that those individuals do are just insane like this guy walked out with pecs bigger than my head and i i said oh my god this is an aerialist and it's going to be amazing 
And so he had just like this long, like eight foot pole attached to a rope hanging from the ceiling and just did (laughs) amazing, amazing stuff on it. Um, There were these, there were these guys inside of this like wheel system. So there's like four circles and they're heading opposite directions. Uh And these guys were in them and then out of them (laughs) and then pretending to fall. And like several times my mom, like I knew the guy was just kind of like playing but like my mom was like, oh, because like it totally looks like I was about to just like <laughs> all like you know four stories. Like, have you ever been to a Cirque show before that? I had not. That was my first one. It okay. was it was so remarkable. Yeah, we we've seen a couple out in Vegas, so we're we're excited to see it and kind of compare it to the two shows we've seen it out seen out in Vegas. It's it's so perfect, and I hope they if they take it away, I hope they fill it with something as equally as Disney because it is so they 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 mix in a bunch of like Disney animation yeah. at various times like the villain part has a bunch of villains and the inspiration part has like inspirational sayings of Disney characters it's just it's so amazing and it's so perfect like that show would not make sense in Vegas yeah like, yeah it makes sense because it's at the Circle Slate Pavilion at Disney Springs um it was remarkable and it is a perfect if you have if you've been to Disney several times but you're looking for that little bit more if you're starting to get to that point where you're building in rest days and like if you want to spend the little bit of money it is so it is so incredibly worth it It great to hear and my my 12 year old was engaged the entire time asking me lots of questions my seven-year-old was loving it, but it was also like 9.30 and she had been going all day. So she did <laughs> fall asleep in like the last 15 minutes. But fantastic, fantastic show. I, I, I cannot say enough about the Cirque du Soleil experience. Good deal, good deal. Anything else about your trip that you want to talk about? Uh, crazy busy. Crazy, yeah. That that We got that from ours too. I mean, it was yeah. just... It was busy, but it was it wasn't like you couldn't do what you wanted to do if you planned it right. Correct. Yes. And and maybe the reason why it felt busier is I did not do Genie Plus. And that is something with being a, a before time Disney goer, I really miss those three free fast passes. I yeah. really I really we've gone we've gone into it a bunch about how a lot of the changes have really affected the long-time Disney goer or the multiple-time Disney goer more than it's affected the first-time Disney visitor. Yeah, because um, the first-time Disney visitors, it's just a question of do you want to just relax and do your own thing, or do you want to make sure you do it all? In which case, we're buying Genie Plus guarantee. Yeah. Like it's the whole Thanos thing. He, he gets rid of everybody, so nobody remembers what it was like. Yeah, there you go. The, um, I, I will say though the midways did not seem as congested as the before time but the ride line seemed as long or longer that that was kind of my thought as well before, is yeah. it it seemed like there was less people in the park but the ride wait times were longer like the the one that just absolutely stung me when we were at the parks was jungle cruise yeah when we were down there, like, I think on a busy day at Magic Kingdom, 
Seven Dwarves had like a 95 and Jungle Cruise had like a 110. Yeah. And you said you waited like two plus hours. Yeah, it was it was over two hours. That's crazy. So, yeah. I love was, Jungle Cruise, but I would not wait two hours for Jungle Yeah, it was a 70-minute wait when we got in the line. Yeah, 40, 45 would be about where I tap out for Jungle Cruise. See, we normally, we normally attack it in the morning, but the way we did Magic Kingdom this last time... We kind of split up for breakfast, so we we did seven dwarves at rope drop, which we were we basically did what you guys did with Ratatouille. Yeah, we we were out of the ride before the fast path or the lightning lane started, so we didn't get bogged down by those people. Yeah, and then we split up for breakfast. Two of us went to Gaston's to get cinnamon rolls. The other two went up to Starbucks to get drinks, and we met in front of the plaza. Well, Starbucks was a joke, and that took about an hour to get drinks there. Yeah. And then we were getting to Jungle Cruise, 10 o'clock. It's too late. Yep, and, and we'd already missed our window, because that is that is a steadfast... If you're not doing Seven Dwarves at Rope Drop, you go left and you get Jungle Cruise, Pirates, and either Splash or Big Thunder are knocked out first thing in the morning. You can do, yeah, if you go left, right. So that was the part that, that screwed me on it is when we got there crazy early for the early entry, they only opened Fantasyland and Tomorrowland. So, so yeah, so you, ha- you have to go th- across the bridge to the right of the castle into Tomorrowland. Or no, yeah, back, we towards, went... back towards the um, teacups. Yeah, we went down the path aimed at teacups. But then we went through and we tried to like leave Fantasyland and they had ropes. They wouldn't let us into Liberty Square or Frontierland or, or Adventureland. Really? Yes. We were, so we just ended up like on the day that we went super early because we were going to go, we were going to go and we were going to ride that whole four. We were going to start and work our way to where as the regular guests came in, we would have already been through Jungle Cruise and on Pirates when the park opened and then back to Splash and back to Big Thunder before people even got back there. Yeah. And instead, we had to go up Cheshire Lane. So then we tried to come around and I tried to go, I was like, okay, I guess we got to walk all the way stinking around to ride Jungle Cruise. And a cast member goes, no, just Fantasyland and Tomorrowland are open. Like, what? What? And, and now, like, we had taken 10, 15 minutes of our early entry time to walk up and around. Yeah. All we ended up doing with our early entry is riding stinking small world. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say that's a waste of early entry. Thank you. I understand that. <laughs> just reiterating the facts. That's what I'm yeah. here for. No, I know. <laughs> no, I at that point, if they're going to, if they're going to do that, it's almost worth it to just hang out, watch the welcome show, and, and go left, go, and then go left. That's what. And I realized that like way too late because then by the time we would have gotten rope dropped in Fantasyland, now everybody that was waiting at that left is going to be well in front of me for all that other stuff. So I'm like, yeah. okay, well, so we just rode Small World, got off of that, and then went to Gaston's and Ariel and Dumbo, and it was like. You hit like the trifecta of P 
people that don't plan well rides at Magic Kingdom. I was like, you know what? All of my plans are gone, so I'm just going to sit down and have my big-ass cinnamon roll and I mean, do whatever I can. If you if you rode the Barnstormer as well... I did not ride Barnstormer. Ah, uh, I was going to say. <laughs> Although, have you ever had to ride Barnstormer five times in a row? Not five times in a row, but we have done it back to back to back with Brayden. Yeah, I have because we were there, oh, with Addie's trip in January. It's kind of a rainy, cold day, and there was nobody in line for Barnstormer. I wonder why. (sighs) Yeah, I know. Addie's like, let's do it again. (laughs) I can't tell you no, it's your birthday. All right, Peter, where can people find you at? Uh, Facebook's the easiest way. If you search Disney Travel Agent, I'll be one of the top results. Or, obviously, you can be more direct with your search by typing in princesses and the mouse. Um, That'll definitely make me the top result. Uh, And then outside of that... um, We've got the website. It's in chat. I just posted it up over in chat. Oh, look at you. So, yeah, or you could go directly to our website. through Facebook, just click on Messenger and, and get in touch with me through the website. We have a little form for you to fill out that uh, will send me that starting planning info, and, and then I'll reach back out to you through whatever contact method you prefer, email or text message or whatever else like that. But um, What are you seeing? Uh, I mean, I guess the next couple of big things would be summer break and fall break. What are you seeing for summer break and fall break? Uh, Disney did just release that Disney Plus deal. Uh, that is July 7th through September 30th. Um, so it misses a lot of the fall breaks. If you have a later fall break like we do here in Indiana. Um, but what do you see in, um, with clients and, and rooms and that kind of stuff? I mean, when we looked at the Disney Plus deal for the end of, uh, end of summer break, um, it was looking like rooms were already kind of gone for that yeah that's um that that would be my comment my comment would be room availability in the remainder of 2022 is the lowest i've ever seen by like by now you would expect like some fall break but like fall break is like there's availability don't get me wrong so if you want to go for fall break I guess my message would be, if you want to go for fall break, you better commit or quit. <laughs> yeah. Because because if you want to go for fall break, you should really make it happen, reach out to your travel or wh- however you do it. Um, but you should make it happen because they're, it's filling up. It really is. Uh, I would anticipate sort of like what happened in the late, like the later spring breaks, the Marches, the Aprils. There were like no deals released this year for yeah. any of those. Yeah. And I kind of expect the same thing to happen in, in the fall break area. So if you're sitting there thinking, oh, I'll wait for a deal. There, there, I don't know if there will be, I don't know if there will be October deals. And if there are, I mean, at least book now and then try to change your reservation, but don't wait for a deal and then be left high and dry. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of weird because normally you have like that everybody deal for the summer you know, that, that 10, 15, 20, 25 deal for the summer, 15, 20, 25 deal for the summer. 
And with Disney releasing that just to Disney Plus subscribers, that really says a lot that they're not really trying to fish that business for summer break that they have done in, in years past. You, you and I have talked about how the prices keep looking like the mountain climber on prices Right. And that eventually it's going to, I don't know when that's going to happen because the number of, I mean, from my experience being there and being in the website and booking for people, I don't know if I've ever seen Disney this busy. And maybe it's just, I mean, all the hotels are back open. They're at a hundred percent open. In six days, character embraces are coming back. So you know, Fantasmic is definitely coming back in 2022. We're just waiting for the official date. They've announced Guardians of the Galaxy is coming late May. So, like, for all intents and purposes, outside of the dining plan, Disney's back. And the reservations are still filling up. So if you were Disney, why would you bring back the dining plan? There's no it's, point right it's now. It's definitely a cost saver. And well, you got to pay travel agents commissions on it. There is a reason that they haven't brought back the dining plan. And they, yeah. don't have the, they don't have the staff. They don't have the character staff yet. Speaking of that, college college is back. College program is back. International yep. comes back later. Very soon, though. Soon. Yeah. Um, from, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to a girl in the shop in Norway, and she said she expects to be replaced by June or um, September at the latest. Yeah. So I was same with a guy in the pub in UK. He was like, yeah, at some point they're going to kick me out of here, but they've been saying soon for like six months. So, <laughs> like, oh, kind of like the dining plan. He goes, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> All right, Peter. Well, thanks for coming on uh, this week. If we uh, get to talk to you next week, we'll talk to you next week. If not, um, tell the guys to hit them while on the, on the course. <coughs> Jeez. Great transition. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> uh. Okay, bye everyone. I tried to say bye and it did not happen. Bye, Peter. Have a good night, man. Oh, my goodness. That was Peter with Princesses in the Mouse Disney Travel. Like he was uh, saying, uh, you can get in touch with him over on Facebook at PATM Disney Travel um, and on the website. P-A-T-M, DisneyTravel.Wixsite.com forward slash planning. Um, if you're on Twitch or YouTube, it is in the comments or in the chat, so you can you can check that out. Um, past that, not a whole lot else going on, so I'm going to go ahead and hit the closing so I can get the kids to bed. everybody uh, we did have a guest this week it was peter with princesses in the mouse disney travel um you can get in touch with him on facebook or through the website uh just
Um, if you do want to get in touch with us over on Facebook, easiest way at DPI Podcast for the podcast at PATM Disney Travel for the travel side. Over on Twitter, it's probably where I'm the most active at Disney Insights. Um, I like to get into arguments and that kind of stuff over there. And then we have our YouTube channel. Have a good week, and we will talk to you on Tuesday.